COVID came and all of a sudden problem was, is we had too many, too much work. And for the last three years, we haven't had to worry about work. And now all of a sudden, uh, we're very, very worried about the amount of work. But it's crazy. Three years, for the last three years, uh, we were turning people away. Uh, literally all summer long, we turned people away. We kept their names. We sent them an email in the fall. We talked to them and said, hey, we can't do it. Now, all of a sudden, they don't want to do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. And welcome to 2023. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and are settling back into your routines with fresh perspective and optimism for the year ahead. The start of a new year is always an interesting time of transition, looking back at what was and looking ahead at the opportunities we may strive to create. At Nolan Consulting Group, this means reviewing and resetting, looking at new big rocks to accomplish, and deciding how to approach our work with new energy, direction, and value for our clients, team members, and listeners here on Out of the Hourglass. When it comes to the podcast, our 2023 season is shaping up to be our best yet as we work to bring more content, guests, and greater listener engagement to our episodes. We'll officially start back with new weekly episodes starting February 1st, focusing on a range of topics from a monthly businesses messy check-in, focused sales conversations with our sales guys, planning practices, and stories and perspectives from you, our listeners. We'll then move into a bi-weekly new release schedule during the summer months, and then kick back to our weekly episodes at the end of August. It is our goal to be in tune with you, the listener and release episodes that are timely, relevant, and pique your curiosity. That all being said, we thought it important to walk into the new year with a word from our partners here at NCG, Brian Nolan and Kevin Nolan, and bring you the first Businesses Messy series episode of 2023. Post-holidays, we are now back to reality and in many business environments, facing new and existing challenges from the year before. Kevin and Brian highlight falling leads in marketing spend, discuss the need to be both data and team-driven, and remind us that we are adaptable, we can adjust, and it's about being on the offensive to the mess of business that keeps us all afloat. Brian and Kevin, take it away. Okay, welcome back to Business is Messy, where Kevin shares his messes, and well, we clean them up. My name is Brian Nolan. I'm here with my partner and brother, Kevin Nolan. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Brian. Boy, your, your voice sounds like a mess. Well, <laughs> that's one of the messes that we're going to talk about here. This is the first podcast of uh, 2023. And um, yeah, one of the messes is uh, we get sick. And so I've run lots of people in the holidays. And uh, well, I, I sound worse than I do. But, you know, this gives Kevin the chance to talk more, which yeah. is never a problem. Is it, Kevin? That's right. Brian, we'll just put you on mute and I'll do all the talking. <laughs> Not a chance. I'm a fighter. That's part of this. So um, I'll just tee this off, Kev. It, it seems like the world stopped about two weeks ago um, with great anticipation of what's going to happen in January. At last check, kind of the week before Christmas, Leeds had slowed to a heartbeat like like the goldfish in my pond. They, it seemed to come in with like <clears throat> the frozen weather. 
So we all took time to, to enjoy the holidays, but now it's reality. Most companies that I work with sort of took off the last week, but then they have about two weeks of work in January. Now, Kev, when we talked about the message, you said, oh, that's easy, no work. Kev, what's the backlog situation like at Nolan Painting? Uh, yeah, so it's not good. Um, I don't think we have two weeks. We might have two. We probably have, um, we're probably 30 or 40% booked for the month of January, um, 30 to 40%, but that's with basically almost 100 feet on the street. So uh, yeah, uh, we're, uh, we're not in good shape. Um, it's kind of funny because, you know, we've been seeing it coming, obviously. Um, and it, we're, on the, uh, we're on the heels of an amazing year. Um, we, we had a very, very profitable year. We had a record year. I think the number is going to come in about 12.9 million, which is a record year for us. Uh, it was one of the most profitable nice. years we ever had. Right. Um, and uh, yet... Um, it never felt great. I mean, I would never say that, hey, it was a fun year. We had a great time the whole time. It was a challenge the whole time. Uh, but, you know, like a lot of, we were a pandemic, we were a company that, that prospered in the pandemic, as did our, our whole industry, the construction industry. Uh, we, most of the people, you know, prospered that had businesses in, uh, in the construction industry. Also in like companies like Peloton, and companies like Zoom and companies like Amazon, these are all um, pandemic beneficiaries that all now are suffering from the whiplash. Mm. And we are definitely suffering from the whiplash. So, so what's the mindset like? I mean, you've been through this so many times before. What's your mindset like? Because you're, you're in the sunset period of your career as well. Uh, you've been there for quite some time. We know yeah, that. just got a few more problems to solve before I get out of this thing. Is what so so you, you, you're seeming to handle this better than, well, maybe other winters. Is that true? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, these things are, they come and go. And I think there's a sense when you're, when you're, when things are going good, that it'll never end. And I know that's not true. Um, just like I know now that things aren't so great. I know that'll end someday. I know that it will end. Um, but uh, we, we've been prepared for this financially by, you know, getting money in the right accounts, getting prepared, um, still not prepared for what it'll actually do on my workforce. Right. We'll have to figure that out. We're still in the, because we don't have any crystal ball and we can't figure out what the next six months. Well, I think we know the next six months are going to be brutal, uh, but we don't know what the six months after that look like. And so that's what we're trying to figure it, out before we make the rash move. Is this so, is this real different than like, you know, the winters of 2016, 17, 18, or does this feel different because the last couple of years have been pretty prosperous this time of year? No, I mean, the news is, you know, is predominantly bad. And that's the big thing is they say we're going into a recession and we're like, I mean, if this isn't it, if this isn't the recession and we're going into one, then I'm really scared. Um, but the news is bad, right? There's war, there's potential um, global implications. Obviously, the, um, we're being, with the Federal Reserve, we're being told uh, to spend less money. That's what people are being told, spend less money, borrow right. less money, spend less. Um, so, you know, last year when we talked probably in the middle of the summer, um, I remember 
thinking inflation is the worst of all and that a recession would be better than inflation. I think I still feel that way because I feel like the rules are constantly changing in inflation and you don't know if you're making money or if you're surviving or if you're keeping up, where at least now we're going to have a reset and let's hope it doesn't go too far down, but we'll be able to figure out what the reset is. So, so I, I've been telling clients that, that, okay, it's Christmas time. Let's wait until the first couple of weeks in January, because that's when we're really going to see what happens after people get yeah. back to some degree of, of you know, normalcy. What are your lead expectations and goals in the next week or two, Kev? Well, I mean, we have our expectations that we have written um, that are on our PFP program. So paper performance is going to be, you know, coming in and needing 75 leads a week. Um, you know, we like to, we figure we're going to close at least half of them, um, probably more. And then we have an average job size of five or $6,000, which by the way is lower than it was this time last year uh, because we were doing bigger projects. So projects are smaller, but those, those numbers uh, start with the leads and uh, we got 22 last week. So um, the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, uh, we got 20 the week before. Uh, so we, you talk about the pulse, um, that's the uh, heartbeat healthy, going down. Healthy pulse is 75, and we're not healthy at the moment. Um, so, now, I, I'm not, I'm not, so you, you asked me about my demeanor. Um, I'm, I'm with, with what your statement is. I, I do ag agree that um, things will pick up to some extent, um, and, and that we'll find a way to get through what will be a tough first quarter. And um, I'm trying to keep as many people on as possible, which um, I don't know, that might, that might may or may not prove to be a good idea. But we're trying to do two things, keep as many people on, po on, as, on the payroll as possible because it was so hard to find people. Right. Um, and we're also trying to keep our, our hourly rate that we're charging our customers as high as possible. Um, so that's, that's really where we're focusing on sales Obviously, we also are all trying to prospect and do marketing to get the leads coming in. Um, but it seems to me that we've had the worst luck when we lowered prices and we're unable to keep our feet on the street numbers. Mm. So the, both of them are super dangerous to play with at the same time. So what's, um, your, sale, what's your sales team doing this week? What are, are they? I, I mean, so like, you have a couple well, of young people. Up, I, the week coming up, I think they're put. They're strategizing and meeting and planning. And our, our thoughts are that, 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 a, that a few days after the holidays, and it may be as early as this week, um, that people do return to normal and are receptive. But that if you reach out to people, obviously over the holidays, it's everything is wait and see, right? It's everything's like, I'll give yeah. you a call after the holidays. Yeah. So people aren't making those type of decisions now. So it's really about setting your uh, expectations for the year how are you going to get at least a reasonable start for, and so we have feet on the street goals. I'm sorry, we have um, lead goals. We have sales goals for every month. Um, one of the things we did for the sales guys uh, that was a little different this year was since we, we have very high sales goals um, at like a million dollars a month, at least uh, that's tough to sell this time of year, residential painting. 
So um, what I've done to the is I've given them a um, a step goal that they can get a paper performance on. If they hit like seventy percent of their quota, they get a a a, a, a part of their paper performance. That way, it's not quite all or nothing uh, because. The sales guys are really hung up about the fact that they're not going to be able to hit their goals in January. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm concerned that they won't hit their goals in January because if they don't hit their goals in January, then we don't hit our goals as a company. So I'm not concerned that they don't hit their goals because they're going to miss their quota. I'm concerned that they don't hit their goals because the company is going to be in bad shape. So um, I don't want them to fold and give in and, decided to have a just a flat out terrible month and just take it and right. I want them to keep fighting for whatever they can get. Of course, of so course. Step goal for them to get some of their bonus by hitting 70% of their goal just for the first uh, two months. Got it. That's been Got written it. in and they all agreed upon yeah. it last week um, and they reluctantly uh, took the quotas we gave them, which they think are ridiculously too high, but they're what we need to survive. Of course they do. Yeah, of course so that's they do. What, we're, what we're dealing with now. Um, but um, well, yeah, I mean, it's the next couple of tough weeks. Uh, I don't know what to do. I know that uh, worrying about it, only control the controllables. Those are things you're saying to yourself. Like there was really no reason to lose sleep over it unless there's something you forgot to write down in a notepad and you need to take care of it tomorrow. Otherwise, You've got to put these things um, in only things you can control. And obviously, we want to reach out to our own customers. We have some marketing coming into place. Um, and we're doing some cash flow projections to see when we're going to need money. We don't, I'll, I'll put in a, a plug for two books that I just started that uh, I think that the listeners to, to this podcast would benefit from during, during this time. Yeah, the author's name is Ryan Holiday. The first one is called the Daily Stoic. And so stoicism is, is an interesting word, Kev. Remember dad used to always say, be stoic, son. So stoic means sort of imperturbable, unflappable, um, not, not letting our, our perception affect us. So Ryan well, Holiday- I, mean, I think it means devoid of emotions, but I think in this case, you're, you're, at least when dad said it, it meant control your emotions. Well, well, in these two books, Stoicism is better defined by, by the ancient Greece, Greeks like Marcus Aurelius. Um, and the other book is called The Obstacle is the Way. And he talks about the obstacle is the way because it's creativity and it's, um, you know, listening and awareness. So you've always done a really good job at adjusting quickly during, during times like this. You've been at the pulse. You know, when I joined... I say, I joined you. Back in 2003, I left the corporate world and um, I sort of made a pledge. We're going to start something new. The thing I was probably most impressed with was when I walked in your major conference room and I saw like a, a 15 foot whiteboard that looked like a heartbeat. And it, it was, now this is 2003. It was the leads. It had the lead goals by week. Then it had the actual goals. I'm sorry, the actual leads next to it. And then it had close rate, seeing like an inverse relationship. As leads went down, you would expect close rates to go up. And then in 2010, uh, I think you went to a daily lead count and you had a post it on the door. You'd walk in, you know, seven leads yesterday, 
five from this, two from this uh, sources. So you well, know, been... it was that way. It was that way right up till COVID. Um, but then COVID came, and all of a sudden, um, the problem was is we had too many, too much work. And for the last three years, we haven't had to worry about work. And now all of a sudden, uh, we're very, very worried about the amount of work. But it's crazy. Three years, for the last three years, uh, we were turning people away. Uh, literally all summer long, we turned people away. We kept their names. We sent them an email in the fall. We gave a lot of estimates in the fall to some exterior work. But basically, we turned people away. We talked to them and said, hey, we can't do it. Now, all of a sudden, um, they don't want to do it. So... So now, though, you become sharper, don't you, Kev? Now, well, all of a sudden, even though I saw this coming in August and September, and the, the lead flow was decidedly going down, and year over year was not good, but we were like, well, what can we do about it? Um, and then we did do some advertising, but it was a really tough fall, I think, to have any traction. The political campaigns were amazingly, like, so much money was being spent on the political campaigns. And it seemed like the whole country was just focusing on that. And um, also, once again, it looked like it was going down and the S&P 500 is down most weeks and hitting records lows. And now it's gonna look like the year is gonna be off by 20 points in the Dow. I mean, in the uh, S&P 500 and all of a sudden the news is just predominantly bad. So I felt rusty, rusty trying to figure out how to go marketing again. Um, and we looked at a lot of stuff we did and we, we've been really critical of ourselves and trying to get better at SEO and SEM. Um, we're probably going to sign a big contract with a very, very top level SEO, SEM company, redo our website. It's a lot of money. So let, let's just hit, let's just hit this. We're probably going to sign comment. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you've been saying that to me privately for like a month. You've been yeah. waiting for like, I just, I just need some news. To that, that I think we're probably going to stall, Brian. I think we're probably going to stall. So you've yeah, been we're probably tell, I know they're coming in tomorrow for their, uh, their third visit. And they're going to be expecting to close the deal. Right. There's no way I'm closing the deal of this proportions. It's a lot What's of the size of, of the deal, Ken? What's the size of the deal? It's a quarter million dollars over the, in so, one year. So do I spend a quarter million dollars on SEM and SEO and sort of cross my fingers? Uh, and a, like, brand new, and a new website, and that includes the Google spend. Hmm. That includes, you know, 80 or 90,000 in Google AdWords. Well, um, so what do you do if you don't spend it? What are you going to oh, do? I have an SEO company. It's much cheaper. I'm spending less money. Um, but it's not working. It's not as well. What do we do? We're not getting as many leads as we want. So I'm tinkering until I get the right answer. Just before we got on this call, I was doing some searches, painting contractors near me, painting. I'm constantly checking where we're coming up. I I do it incognito. I do it on Safari, Chrome. I check it all the time. I had my whole company on the last two company meetings, over 110 people, all search painters. Painting contractors. Actually, they searched house painting contractor and they all sent the results of where we came up at. So, yeah, so I'm obsessed with it. I want to come up tops. We're not coming up tops every time. We live in a big market. 
Um, we have a couple of national competitors that are spending a lot of money. Nobody should be, uh, should be beating us in this market. Um, so there's that we're going to do. We've, we've had a falling out with the radio company. They're charging, trying to charge a lot of money. Uh, we've done a lot with a particular radio station. Um, but we are going to do a TV campaign um, starting uh, second week of January for about uh, four weeks. Um, there's a week or two break in there to spread it out over six weeks. Um, and that's, uh, that's about $50,000. Uh, so we're going to be able to spend some money, but we're trying to decide this big this big project yet. We're definitely doing the the marketing with the with the TV, but every dollar we're looking at, every we're spending a lot of time projecting um, what we should expect to get out of it. Um, the point is, is marketing has become front and center um, all our top top discussion. Obviously, we're reaching out to our own customers. Uh, both through email, um, the sales guys have, they've gotten really good at it. We go with every single job that we get, the salespeople visit and try to sell additional work orders. Um, there's been a bonus system in place. I believe it ends, I believe it, it ended on the 31st. Um, and we'll have another one that'll start uh, that includes teams getting a share of that money. Uh, so the big question, Brian, I, I, I face, and it's the messy part, is do I let people go scale down or do I string people along and say, hey, I got 32 hours a week or 30 hours a week, I hope, and then we try mm -hmm. to struggle and get the rest um, or do, uh, anyway, that's my plan right now. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now um, mm -hmm. is trying to uh, keep as many people as possible and avoid making those layoffs. Um, People can quit. They can understand they missed three days this week. I mean, that's what's happened through the holidays. All, all, so all at the same time, you're understanding week by week the implications of these decisions, right. the financial implications of these. Yeah. Looking at looking at your reserves, looking at your line of credit. Well, it was a very profitable year, and we had some money. Uh, we're tearing through it pretty fast now. Um, but we gave uh, everybody in the company um, $1,000, basically, regardless of, of rank. And that was to make it through this holiday period where they're, they're going to miss some time. Um, so that was a year-end bonus for a phenomenal year. And also to really address what you just said, the realities of trying to pay bills. And, and I'll just say the other piece of the equation that I do this to make, lets me sleep at night is, We've been talking about this at, out loud at meetings for the last four to six weeks. Um, we don't have much work. We don't have much work. We show charts as how much work we have um, and very much trying to get people prepared, both um, from an opportunity point prospect, like look for opportunities, look for opportunities to, um, to save some money. Be careful how you spend your money this holiday period to, um, you know, use your PTO up and things like that. You know, there's a um, a graph that I've seen you you show. I think Steve does it. It's a cliff, and it's I don't know what you call it. Is it a backlog cliff where you actually? Yeah, we call it the cliff chart. The what chart? Cliff chart because okay. it's where you fall off the cliff, and yeah. it shows backlog um, going forward. And it's only one chart. It's not a very good chart to be used for scheduling. So that's why we don't use it. It doesn't 
it it just it just sort of counts it counts uh, hours of work each individual week, and you can see how little we have, and you can see the voids, and you can see the huge drop off. Well, I mean, so, it, it certainly presents an image that could create create urgency uh, yes. among your sales well, team. You got to be careful between urgency and panic, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, right. Well, so you you hit your biggest numbers ever this year. What yeah. what's your budgeted number? Um, assuming things don't hit this cliff, what what are you budgeting in twenty twenty three? Fourteen million. Fourteen. So, so you've got growth. You've got growth. Yeah, eight percent growth. Yeah, eight percent growth. So what? So I, I yeah, you know, I, it has to be. It has to be. There, there's no other number that works without us, and we still make a profit, a five percent or more. There's no other number that works. So nothing stands still. We can't stay at 12.9 million any more than I can stand to water for 20 minutes. You just can't do it. You can't stay still. The only way that we, if we don't hit that number, bad things happen. Uh, I can't hire people. I don't do that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't make structural growth, um, no raises. I lose people. We fall backwards. Uh, chances are, like the only years we don't have that kind of growth are the years we get, we have big sucker punches, like COVID, like 2008. Those are the big setbacks. But without that, most years um, involve growth. Um, and usually it's 8 to 10% growth because that's what it takes to give people raises, to, you know, they move up from apprentice to job leader to crew leader and um, you have to project growth. We well, you know, we couldn't project growth without without uh, we couldn't have a profit without projecting fourteen. Steve has spent the last month or two trying to get it to a number that's reasonable. Interesting. You know, when we talked uh, Thanksgiving time uh, on this podcast, you said um, I have a Plan B budget. The problem is I don't know what my Plan A budget is. What I'm hearing yeah. now is that your Plan A budget is fourteen million, and your Plan so we B got a Plan A, and we got a Plan B. Yeah. So so it's <laughs> Your plan B is going to probably be, be sort of continuous reforecasting based yeah, upon the situation. Yeah, that's to say that. It isn't so much a written in stone plan B. Right. It's just that the understanding that X, Y, and Z are in the game. And we've had to reforecast every year for the last three years. So um, I don't know what would be. This year looks just as... Um, unpredictable as last year. Um, so, I mean, last year at this time, uh, we had lots of work and no no manpower, no feet on the street. So none, I mean, we were down to, I had 25 more people than I had last year. Mm. Uh, we, were charging, um, we were charging probably $10 an hour less per hour for the work we were charging. Um, everybody got raises mm. between now and then, increases in benefits, Everything it took to increase the feet on the street and win at that game. Yeah. Now we're in the game. <laughs> yeah. So so um, it's foggy out there. Uh, you can only see a, a couple of weeks, but you're going for it. And the key is to have keener senses, uh, more 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 frequent review of information, uh, involve your whole team, and stay out of debt. So you and I have a pretty similar a perspective. Losses. Stop loss is like, how much are you prepared to lose? Well, that's just what it. I'm so that, that is key. How much are you prepared to lose? This is the, yeah. the um, overhead question. 
a lot of people want to add a sales guy. They want to add a field leader. Um, and my perspective is let's plan as if we're going to do that. Let's plan. Let's put it in the budget and then be yeah. prepared to not do it or Oh, and, and potentially stall the decision a month or, or two. stall the decision like like the marketing decision can i yeah. push it down can i kick the can down just a little bit because we have a very similar perspective on debt having having coached companies for years who were in debt it is very long to pay back why is it yeah. long to pay back because debt is not tax deductible so right. um you can get a lot of profit which you need to pay taxes on and oh yeah pay back debt interest is tax you never, even, you never really even see it because it never shows up on the p l it's just every month you have to pay back your monthly payments to your bank or to whatever the if you're borrowing equipment you're paying it back and it never shows up and you think to yourself how come i never have any money well it's because you've been paying debt service yeah, yeah. It, it's probably a good idea to start looking more at the uh the uh cash flow statements on QuickBooks so you can see where your cash is actually going. I'm going to start yeah. doing that more. What so what's your what's your pricing strategy now then? Because you said earlier, I don't want to discount and have yeah. less fee. But at the at the same time, you've got guys you want to keep busy. What are you going to do about this, Kev? Well we're paying attention. I'm paying attention to what the sales guys are saying and 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 what we're hearing. Um it does not seem as though price is the reason why people choose not to do business with us. Right. Uh, we're still closing at high rates. Um, we're just not getting the leads. Um, so the question is, is how would you get the leads? By advertising that you're discounting? Um, that would be one method, right? So we're going to advertise, but we're not going to advertise that we're discounting. Um, so mostly it's the same brand, trying to keep the brand as high as possible. We do not think that the, that this recession is going to be price driven. Um, it might be demand driven, but I don't believe that demand is being driven by the price. So mm. I, it's all basically just hunches of mine based on what I think I, I hear in the market. Um, people will or won't, and price is not the biggest deal. Timing might be. So when I, if I sign with this company, it, it's not the price. I told them I'm, I'm willing to pay top dollar for top quality service. It's the timing, right? So that might be the issue. It's the timing. So, I mean, I, I know that we could, we could try other strategies. I've tried them all. <laughs> we could say, uh, buy now, pay later. That, that means people have to do debt. And we have a strat, we have a, a program, you know, with that company that we have that, will uh, underwrite that debt for a year and all that. Uh, they take they take about 6% of the equation, but um, it's it's more than um, it's more than maybe your credit card gets. But if you think about what you'd be willing to discount, it's not a huge amount of money. Um, no, I, I just don't think that's what the public is saying to us now. Our customers are not saying you're too expensive. Our customers are saying, hey, we're, we're holding off for a little bit. Um, and we we do have, you know, we have work for the spring, not as much as last year, but we've, we have um, probably six weeks worth of exterior work lined up if I could keep this full crew on. So well, let's, so, so uh, you and I are going to come back on next month. And this time, I think in four weeks, we're going to know more. 
Uh, so we'll do a business is messy in late yeah. January. Uh, let's let's sort of sum up some key things here. I've, well, I've, we didn't talk about the line of credit reserves. Hit that one up then, Kev. Yeah, I mean, so I, yeah. you and I yeah. probably differ a little bit, but not once we drill down on it. So because yeah. you said, well, I like to um, use reserves, but at the same time, you just put a quarter million dollars into a CD, which you're not going to use. So you're using some operating capital, working capital. Yep. My point is, is don't use up all your personal money. Correct. Make sure you don't dry your personal bank. That use some line of credit, but be prepared to pay it back later on in the year so that you don't stall on making tough decisions that will just prolong and extend the LOC. So use your LOC responsibility. credit is, is that it has to be paid back and it has to be paid back in the same year that, that it was used. Yes. And whether that's a requirement of the bank or not, that is a good business requirement. Right. That you're using the line of credit and you're paying it back in the same year that you borrowed it. If the bank says you don't have to worry about that, I tell you that you do have to worry about that. Yes. They probably don't mind or do mind, but really good business would be use a lot of credit to get through times like this, make sure you pay it back. So yeah. we yeah. have always used a lot of credit and supplemented it with reserve and been very judicious about taking a little here, little there, little here, little there. And that way we're acting as if we're very poor because we are, because we're borrowing money from the bank and we're struggling. And so we're, we're being careful about how we spend our money. Um, and then May 1st, um, we start paying it back and there are 20 weeks between May 1st and September 1st, Labor Day. So you take the amount of money you borrow and divide it by 20 weeks and that's what you have to pay back every week. In our case, we would borrow a half a million dollars. You know, that's 25000 a week. Wow, that's a lot of money to pay back. So we, we're real careful about using our line. Our full line is half a million. If we were to use it all, that's what we would want to have to pay back, 25000 a week. Now, we have gotten to the point, and this, was, this has my, been my design, is to not use a line of credit at all. And we have an account that we call capital investment account. And we, it really is now being called credit line and capital investment account. But we're being our own bank. And mm. we're taking that money uh, that we have put away and we're borrowing from it and we're treating it like it's a bank and we're paying it back with 4% interest and we amortize it and make it automatic so we don't have any choice in the matter. Um, and we're getting discipline around that. And the reason that I, we do it this way, it's not something I'd recommend for a younger company, but I would like to leave the business without having any debt that I have to personally guarantee every year. I like that. So in a couple of years, when I leave the business, I won't have to personally, I won't have to once a year sign papers with the bank, personally guaranteeing loans for a business I'm not currently running anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a longer term strategy. Anybody listening on this phone call wants to talk about it, be happy to talk about it with them. Yeah. The important thing is that credit line, I don't, I mean, it's good there. You can go to bed that night, you borrowed money, you made payroll, but don't feel like that. It should be on your mind. You need to, you can't rest until it's paid. And um, during the summer months, you have to be tightening your belt to pay it back. Um, depending upon your business, 
whatever the seasonality is, uh, you have to make hay when the sun shines and put it away in the barn. Um, and that's what you have to do with the- uh, uh, with I think this is, this is just forcing leaders to become the best leaders that they can be. So if you have people on, on your team in your office that are not star performers, then maybe they should go. I've got, I've got six or seven pearls here from this call. Maybe you'll find one too, Kev. Let me sort of go through what they are. Um, so be data-driven. Like get the data more often. Get, get the data on um, leads daily. Get the data on uh, cash flow. And keep, keep closer than before. Become a team-driven company. Don't, don't go this alone. Involve your team. Um, and then understand the difference between urgency and panic, because you want urgency. You want urgency, but not panic. So don't show yeah. panic. Don't show yeah. gloom. Go into this thing strong, because you know- Well, you use, uh, use a, group, a group mindset to solve the problem, right? Yeah. The more yeah. you can get on to solve the problem, the better. Yeah, don't, don't become a deer in headlights. Um, know what you're prepared to lose and track that and, and don't go past to that. Um, reforecast frequently, reforecast, uh, so that you, you can face the brutal facts, um, and, and make, uh, make sure you always remember that it's a game and you don't want to run out of money. And so play the game, but stay, stay imperturbable, un, unflappable in the face of adversity and, uh, you will do fine. And, uh, We'll get through this. Anything else, Kev, that you want to add no, to this? Uh, the other thing is, if you have an opportunity to go away for the whole winter, that helps too. And oh, yeah. I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to uh, Australia and New Zealand for a month. So um, when I it's, come back, uh, hopefully it's good to be. Up. It's good to be Kevin Nolan. It's good to be Kevin Sometimes. Nolan. Sometimes. We'll, we'll stay back and keep this ship floating, Kev. Don't worry about that. All righty. Happy New Year, this. everybody. If, happy New everybody, year. Happy New Year and um, attack, take that hill, and we'll see you next month. Thanks a lot. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.